morning and good coffee, everybody. This is Morning Coffee with Larry, and today is Wednesday, the 26th of June. <laughs> Had to stop and think a moment. I was wanting to say October. No, it's not October yet, but it is June uh, 26, 2019, and I am glad to be able to come at you here uh, live again today for Morning Coffee with Larry. I've got my 100% Colombian roast in a different mug today. It's my Mr. Mug. Uh, I like coffee mugs. I don't know if the rest of you like coffee mugs or not. They, uh, To me, they are the modern-day bumper sticker. People don't like putting bumper stickers on their cars like they used to. And coffee mugs is that way of kind of expressing yourself, which, uh, which is fun. Uh, I've had a lot of fun in souvenir-type coffee mugs over the years. And uh, unfortunately, there's not enough cabinet space uh, to cover them all. So, um, oh well. Some of them have gone bye-bye, um, regretfully. And some are still here. Some are packed. Uh, but coffee mugs are a lot of fun to me. So my wife and I, we have matching mugs. She has the Mrs. Mug. Mm. Oh, that feels good this morning. Anyway, well, um, in the background, you can see a, a photo. I've been, this is my third different spot inside the house trying to find what's going to be a good place, uh, when you're, you know, early morning and, uh, the rest of the family is asleep and you don't want to bother them too much, but you want something better than the not fully created office yet. But up here in the background, I'll try to move this a little bit so you can see, we have kind of a unique picture. Uh, I don't know if others of you who have farms um, ever had those people that take the aerial photographs and then they, uh, you know, they sell them to you for an exorbitant price. But then again, they did go up in an airplane to take pictures. But this is uh, the farm where we are located. Uh, however, it's 1967. And in, uh, apparently, whenever they came through and took the picture uh, back then, they did not label the section numbers of where they were flying. They just had Shelby County. And they uh, they couldn't, you know, once they developed the film, they didn't know where to take it. So uh, anyway, it sat in a drawer and never got fully processed, never got, you know, promoted. And a few years ago, there was a guy came by and he had a picture, this picture of the farm, and he was from this area and he knew where a lot of these old farms were. So he took it upon himself to try to find it. And it was so neat because the, the photo is that snapshot in time back in 1967. And so much has changed, but still some of those things are the same. So anyway, uh, wanted to have something like this. So we, uh, we paid to get the great big picture and it sits prominently here uh, in the living room. And we have another modern, uh, not like the most recent, but a few years ago photo uh, that was uh, uh, taken, not by one of these companies. It was actually my son-in-law went up in a plane with my dad, flown by our neighbor, and came through and took the picture. And then uh, 
my oldest daughter, she did all the good, you know, color management. And so we have that in another spot in the house. But I just love those kind of photos, those historical photos, because like this one, it takes me back to really, I, I don't have a lot of clear memories going back then, but the photo just kind of brings them back. So anyway, I'll turn it down a little so you get more of me. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so that's that's a little bit of what that is. Um, had a lovely visit from my daughter last night. She uh, uh, swung by, and uh, she wasn't able to be here on my birthday, so she came for dinner, and she brought a birthday cake. And it was a lovely, special, small birthday cake that was lovely, had lovely decorations on it. And I, I put a photo, uh, uh, the photo uh, I'll be putting on the the morning coffee with Larry, uh, Facebook page. <sighs> but I just felt so warm and good on the inside. Um, actually this is all just sarcasm, just in case she didn't catch that. Uh, the, the cake had written on it, you're old. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was great. Um, I, I put it out on my personal page and a lot of people were like, Oh my gosh, you know, there's, there's no, there's no sugarcoating, uh, that kid. So, <laughs> oh, well, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun, uh, to be had in life. And that's, that's, I guess, kind of an important thing. Um, there's plenty of things that's frustrating. There's plenty of things that doesn't really go well. And, Whenever there's the opportunity to laugh, we really need to laugh. It's one of the best medicines. I mean, seriously, when people say laughter is the best medicine, it truly is. Um, you know, no one likes being laughed at, but you know, when we can, when we can laugh at ourselves, when we can take that lighter-hearted view and not take things so personal, not take things so flippin' seriously. Um, that just makes life a lot more enjoyable, a lot better. I'm going to have to center this a little bit more because it's starting to drive me crazy. <laughs> Here, I'll scoot over. I don't want to show the door. I'm trying to you know, make things look good, but it is my house. You can see the clutter over here. Just ignore that. Um, anyway, today what I wanted to do was talk about relationships and I found, I came across this little infographic, you know, it's like a meme that has a whole lot of words on it and it teaches you something if you blow it up big enough. They're not very helpful if it's on your phone, you know, because your, your screen is so small. But if you go to a laptop, desktop, then you can, you know, more clearly see. And, <clears throat> you know, relationships, some you just seem to naturally flow into and others you kind of struggle with. And so that's, you know, kind of what I'm going to, to talk about today. This is really, while the graphic is really designed for more of an intimate relationship, like a marriage or a long-term uh, dating relationship, um, it really applies to a lot. It really applies to a lot. And it has, um, it's titled Bad Habits to Avoid in a Relationship. And so, let, let's kind of take a look at that. And I'm going to, I'll post this also onto uh, uh, the uh, Morning Coffee with Larry site so that you can, you can see that. 
Um, but the uh, I'm going to be going back and forth. I hope there isn't too, too much glare from my glasses, but things I need to go to the eye doctor. Somebody remind me. <laughs> um, the first of these is to avoid blaming and nitpicking. This will usually compound problems rather than solve them. And, you know, most things in relationships, again, relationships, there's this back and forth give and take. And if there's problems, usually it's not 100% one person or the other. It is this interaction. It's this dance we do with people uh, in our conversation, in our expectations, in our just everyday life. Now, that could be whether it's with a coworker or whether it's with a spouse, whether it's with our kids. And if we automatically jump to blaming, kind of like, it's well, that's a defensive mechanism. If we automatically jump to it, the other person's going to start getting defensive. And that's just a normal, natural reaction. So if we can be aware of that, that's going to help the situation. And, and nitpicking, you know, nitpicking goes, I mean, I never realized a few years ago exactly what it was till somebody pointed it out and it was like, seriously, that's what that meant? But in case you don't know, nitpicking, a nit is the eggs of head lice. So if you're nitpicking, you're picking those tiny little things out of somebody's hair. Well, the way it applies to most cases today where it's used in conversation, we're not talking about that, but we're talking about picking on something that is small, something that is really inconsequential, but it may be your preference. And it's like, well, why don't you do this? Or here's this, or here's that. Or, you know, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. And it's like, you know, sometimes you just need to overlook the dust you know, no one wants somebody to walk in with a white glove and do this across the top of their doors, you know, the door frames. Mm -mm. And other parts of life, most people don't like that. And if we get into a habit, it's not going to be very good. People don't like that. So that's one of the, the things to avoid. The other is when your partner has honest concerns, don't become defensive or escalate the situation. Instead, listen. Again, let's go back a couple of days to when I was talking about gentleness and that space between, let me set down my coffee, the space between um, when there's a stimulus and when there's a response. And whenever it's really close, that's when people are just quickly knee-jerk reacting. And so if somebody, you know, coworker, spouse, child, whoever it is, is trying to express a concern, don't get defensive. Put some space between what you're hearing and what you're reacting to. Give yourself some time to process it, to think about it. It may be some genuine concerns, and maybe it's not coming out right from the other person. Give them a chance to think out loud, because maybe that's how they do their thinking, they talk, you know, they, they think out loud with talking and they may not hit the exact point right, but if you're quick to jump, it shuts down communication. So instead, listen. Instead, listen. Accept the fact that you're not perfect. You'll never be perfect. Perfection isn't something to pursue. 
but striving to accurately understand and in gradually keep improving yourself with continual improvement? That is something to pursue. The third one, making important decisions without your spouse can cause contention and weaken emotional intimacy. Raise your hands if you've done this. Raise your hands if you've done this many times. Yep, that's that's a part of all relationships. But it hurts. And I think when, especially when you're thinking about a marital relationship, then what's so important is to realize that rather than an individual, you are a team. You are a couple. The two shall become one. That's an important thing to remember. And when we keep that in the forefront of our mind, when it comes to important decisions, we check with each other. And when we don't, it hurts. How many of you have been hurt because an important decision was made and you weren't included in it or you weren't included to the extent that you were? Now, that doesn't mean that don't go on a knee-jerk reaction and you know, way far out there. It doesn't mean that they don't want you. It doesn't mean that they, you know, were trying to keep you out of something necessarily. I mean, that's possible, but stop and think about it. They may have just made a mistake. They may have thought they were doing the right thing, but if this keeps happening over and over again, it does cause contention. It does weaken the intimacy of a relationship because intimacy is into me see intimacy into me see i'm comfortable enough with myself and i trust you enough that i will let you in to see the good the bad and the ugly because i trust that you won't use it against me stop and think about that you, this intimacy is based on trust based on openness based on being vulnerable to each other and so if important decisions not every decision but if important decisions don't include both then that can easily get damaged, and we don't want that. Number four, when you have legitimate concerns, don't hide them. Keeping those feelings bottled up could build resentment towards your partner, could build resentment towards your spouse, could build resentment towards your kids, could build resentment towards your parents, could build resentment towards your coworkers, could build resentment to anybody. See, resentment is just part of that continuum of unforgiveness. And so if we have issues, if we have concerns and we're not saying anything to deal with it, to address it, to bring it to light so that it can be, you know, successfully resolved, we can often just hold those things in unless we are actually practicing forgiveness, in a, in, a, in a deeper way. But still, shouldn't the other person know if there's some issues? And part of what we need to do is have some good communication skills to share that to the other person in a way that they can hear it. Simply saying something, simply talking, isn't necessarily communicating if the words that we're using, if the setting that we're in, if the state that the other person's in is too much of a roadblock for communication. I mean, it's communications a two-way street, right? Um, let's see. The next one is selfishness is the root of many marital problems. 
be attentive to your partner's wants and needs. Yeah. I mean, there's some things that's obviously selfish, and there's some things we don't necessarily think about it as being selfish. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways of looking at selfishness. I mean, there's nothing wrong with looking out, you know, for your own needs, looking out, you know, not I've got a whole bunch of things kind of flooding in here regarding it. Let me just kind of back up a little bit. Selfishness in a marriage often is where one person is thinking more single than they are married. That's probably the simplest way. When we're single, we can think a lot about ourselves. We can make decisions that pretty well just includes ourselves. You know, if we have a desire for something, maybe we want to have a four-wheeler, maybe we want a certain type of car, maybe we want a fast boat, maybe we want to do this, that, or the other. And we can do that because we're single. Now, but when you're married, then this other person, this person that gave themselves to you for the rest of their lives is a part of the mix also. And if we're doing things that's more just for us and not for our spouse or not including our spouse, that can be viewed as being selfish. You see, the thing that I, the, the, the approach I like and what I encourage people to do is rather than that selfish approach of meeting my own needs, what if my goal is to do what I can to meet my spouse's needs, take care of my spouse, and my spouse does the exact same thing towards me. There's a quick little story, and I know I'm a quick salt. I like telling long stories, but it's a story of a person who, uh, I'm going to give the fast condensed version, he dies and goes to the pearly gates, and there's St. Peter, and St. Peter doesn't see him on the, the list, and he says, well, let me show you upstairs and downstairs, and then you can decide. And so he takes him downstairs first, and you have this great big dining hall with a big long table, and everybody's lined up on each side, and they have forks strap big long giant forks strapped to their arms and in the middle of this table is all the most delicious food in the world and they're trying to take these giant forks and get the food but they can't reach their mouths because these forks are too long so they're throwing it up in the air and trying to catch it and they're doing all kinds of ways to feed themselves and it's just this horrific chaotic mess and the person turns to St. Peter and says I don't want to be here says, okay, let me show you upstairs. Goes upstairs, identical dining hall, big long table, covered in food. Everything's the same. The people are lined up on both sides. And guess what? They also have these giant forks strapped to their arms. But there's no chaos. There's no craziness. There's no mess because the person takes their fork, sticks the food with it, and feeds the person across the way, across the table from them. That's kind of how marriage should be. Not necessarily strapping forks to your arms at the dinner table. But you see, if I'm feeding my spouse, and my spouse is feeding me on the things that we need in life, there isn't the need to be selfish. Because our needs are being met in this kind of relationship way. 
Let's see, number six. Holding grudges is poison to a relationship. Be willing to forgive and forget. Yeah, grudges is unforgiveness. Long-term grudges is bitterness. It's never good in any relationship. We think we're hurting the other person. We're hurting ourselves. This, this infographic makes use of the word poison. And one of my favorite sayings, I don't know who I stole it from, but I love it. And that is, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting it to kill the other person. Why should I forgive them? They haven't asked for forgiveness. That was my mantra. That's what I used to say. Back when I was being bullied as a kid, that's what I used to say. That isn't helpful. Those kind of grudges are like poison, and they poison any relationship. They will poison the relationship that that's focused in, but it bleeds over into others. So don't do that. Practice forgiveness. If you don't understand forgiveness, talk to somebody about it. Read some books on it. Take a Christian perspective on it. Uh, you know, you can get some really good insight and wisdom from others. <clears throat> the next one, this would be number seven. In-laws may not be your best friends, but don't constantly criticize the people that raised your spouse. You know, one of the struggles that children of divorce go through is divided loyalty. You know, who am I going to be loyal to, mom or dad? Well, sometimes the way that adults behave, it may be very easy. Sometimes if both parties are doing a good job and striving to do a good job, then there can be the struggle of, well, who am I going to be more loyal to? And, you know, and, and there doesn't have to be if everybody's doing good. But you see, there's also a divided loyalty when if you don't like your in-laws and you are bringing it up a lot, if you're tossing it out a lot, then you're creating a situation where your spouse has to do a divided loyalty. Am I going to be loyal to my parents or am I going to be loyal to my spouse? Not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. You know, they may not be your best friends, but don't constantly criticize. That just hurts. It hurts. So don't do that. Okay? The last one. And it starts off with a little quote from Theodore Roosevelt. Comparison is the thief of joy. Hmm. Comparison is the thief of joy. Don't compare your relationship to those of others, especially since you can't see the whole picture. See, that's one of the problems that social media like this does. It get When people you know, present themselves online, whether it's Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook or, you know, whatever the latest one is, um, they put their best foot forward. They, they're not showing their entire life. They're just showing, hey, here's the neat place that I have. Hey, this is where I'm on vacation. Look at the food that I'm eating. And we can go, my gosh, they have a better life than me. No. Not necessarily. Their life may be worse than yours. Don't compare. You don't see the whole picture. You know, a lot of times if, if somebody's having an affair, 
You know, they're seeing the best side of this exciting new relationship, this person that's talking to them, that's opening up, that's listening and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is the person I need. I need to get out of my marriage and I need to go over here. No, because you're not seeing the whole picture. You're seeing just the best foot forward. You know, when you see the whole picture, then you see everything. And, you know, one of the things that you see or that you don't see, but it's actually there is whoever that other person is that's trying to lead you on into an affair. Well, they don't have very much of a respect for marriage or else they wouldn't be doing it. So, you know, when you see other couples, when you see other people, don't compare. All that does is just like what uh, Theodore Roosevelt said. It robs you of your joy. Enjoy what you have. Enjoy, you know, who you're, um, uh, who you're with. Enjoy the different things in your life and don't compare. It robs you. It robs your marriage. It robs you as a person. So that's the different eight points of this little infographic. I like it. I kind of like it. It's got some good tips, and I hope these tips are helpful to you. Um, we're about done with our time for today. Now, I've been doing three of these Facebook Lives in a row, and uh, so I don't know whether I'm going to continue at this pace in the future, if it'll just be more hit and miss. But I do know this, for the next few days, um, things are going to be a little bit out of normal pattern because um, at two o'clock in the morning coming up, I'm uh, going to be taking off with my son. We're doing a trip uh, with a long car ride up to South Dakota. We're going to be going to a really neat uh opportunity or a, a celebration. There is a part of the National Park Service that's called Jewel Cave National Monument, and it's near Custer, South Dakota. They're in the Black Hills. It is the third longest cave in the world, and a few summers ago, our son Aaron did an internship there for four months giving tours at this cave, and they have just past the 200-mile mark. This is actually a humongous cave system that has barely been explored. Now, when I'm saying barely and I'm saying 200 miles, yeah, it's a big cave system. They just have not been able to get it completely explored. It's I could ramble on and on about this because it's just a really, really neat cave. They are within 20 miles of passing up number two. So in the next year or so, they will be the second longest cave in the world. And so we're going up there. They're going to have some seminars. We're going to tour the cave again. We're going to do a few other things. So uh, I'm going to be on the road all day tomorrow. It's about a 15-hour drive. Um, so if I got the opportunity to come at you on uh, Facebook Live, I will. I'm going to try to still do at least the podcast and uh, and see how that goes. <laughs> but just wanted to let you know, there's not always good cell service. So I don't know. And, and Wi-Fi is not always there either. So we'll, we'll see how I do and keep you kind of posted. But that's our morning coffee today. I hope you uh, found your golden nuggets and we will see you next time here on Morning Coffee with Larry. Have a good one. Take care.